In the past six and a half seasons of Wild Ideas Worth Living, I've talked to a lot of adventurers who are parents. I've heard them talk about the challenges of adventuring when you have kids, but also about the magic of seeing nature through their children's eyes. Even though I'm not a parent, I am an aunt. My own niece and nephews are always showing me cool stuff like lizards on the side of the trail or funny shaped rocks, simple things that I might not have noticed otherwise. Harrison, what do you like best about hiking? I like the- Wait, 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 oh, we, got, we can't have noise in the background. The podcasts are quiet, so you come sit here next to me. Come sit right here. Okay, ready? Harrison, what do you like about hiking? I love that the, the views. You like hiking to get to the views? Yep. What did you see in the views? I saw like water. I saw lots of lovely birds. Okay, so besides hiking, Harrison and I like to go surfing. Harrison, what do you like best about going in the ocean and sand? I like falling off and the waves pushing me back to shore. Because it's fun? Yep. And what do you like about being in the ocean? Swimming and seeing the fishes. What kind of fish have you seen? Well, I like seeing the original fish and clownfish. And what about snorkeling? Well, I like snorkeling a lot because you go deeper into the water and and it allows you to see different animals that you see in the shore. If you're a frequent listener of the show, you've probably heard me talk about surfing with my sweet niece. When we're out bobbing in the water, she makes sure to thank Mama Ocean before we head out to the break. Every time she does it, I'm reminded that the ocean is a powerful being. In this tiny little ritual, my niece brings me back to the present to focus on what's important. Today's episode is a little different from what we usually do. In honor of those who are raising the next generation of wild ones, we wanted to share insights from some of our past guests about parenting. And later on, we have some tips from parent and author, Lindsay Concher, about how you can make it easier to get outside with your family. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Wild Ideas Worth Living, an REI Co-op Studios production. One of my favorite Wild Ideas episodes of all time featured Chris Fagan. In 2013, Chris and her husband, Marty, decided to leave their 12-year-old son at home and ski across the South Pole. They went after a world record on an expedition that had a lot of risks, and leaving their son at home was not an easy decision. And you guys have a baby. Yeah. Keenan. Yes. Who, at the time when you decided to go to South, the South Pole was 12, right? That is correct. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a pretty young age to leave a kid at home. Yeah. When you want to go off and do an adventure that has some risks. Mm -hmm. How did you guys decide to do that? When the idea first emerged, it was three years prior. So Keenan was nine years old. And really, it took us a year to vet the idea. Can we do this? Can we be safe? Is it too risky? Because when the first when the idea first came up, it was not a yes. It was a, oh my gosh, what? Why not us? We have all this experience now. Why not us? And so then we explored that question for a full year. And we vetted our um, experience and our skills. And we we met with polar guides. We actually went on some training with them to say, are we 
crazy to think we can do this? Or do you believe that we have the skill set? And then they said, yes, I actually do think you guys have what it takes. So yes, so a year, yes, we're okay, we can do this. Then two years of really hardcore training and planning and, you know, bringing my son along. So at first, he really was reluctant about the idea. But for three years of watching us plan and make sure we're going to be safe and that he's going to be safe at home. So eventually your kid's on board, you get other people on board. Was there anybody, maybe even your parents, who said you're crazy for going to the South Pole? So when we decided to to announce that we're going, there was clear camps of this is awesome. We totally get what you're doing. And then there was clear apprehension from another group. And and rightfully so, you know, until you really understand the painstaking ways in which we were making sure that we were going to be safe. When you just hear it, you think that's irresponsible. So that camp, until they sort of allowed us to explain where we're coming from, then a lot of people came around, like my brother was one of them. He he lives up in northern Alaska and he knows cold intimately and he's just like I don't I don't get it it's just gonna be cold a big struggle why would you do this I don't understand and who's gonna take care of Keenan when you guys die and I'm like oh some people just don't understand why some athletes want to struggle you know why do we want to struggle and why do we want to put ourselves in harm's way what's that answer it's a hard answer to explain but the short answer is we are on this planet to live, right, fully. And once you figure out what your thing is that makes you feel most alive, you know, I feel like that's what you need to go do. Like, ultimately, for our son, it was to, to model for him what it looks like to live you know, a full life that makes you feel most alive. And that's how you're going to contribute the most in the world, I believe. So the judgment that we felt, it was hard, but then we overcame it because, you know, you kind of just go, why are we doing this? But then watching our son come along on the journey with us and his mindset shift as he was part of it and he could feel our excitement and for him to see his parents put in so much effort and hard work towards a goal, you can't explain that to a child. You model it for a child. It's easy to feel like there's a disconnect between pushing yourself to go after a wild idea and being a parent. Suddenly, going for a months-long trek on the PCT or even an afternoon hike or a simple surf session feels almost impossible. For veteran and mountaineer Stacy Bear, becoming a father changed the way that he spends time outside. It's been a priority for Stacy and his wife to encourage their daughter, appropriately named Wilder, to create her own relationship with the outdoors. And sometimes that means doing what she wants to do. For us, it's been really helpful to let Wilder lead and not set out any huge goals of like, we're going to hike 10 miles or 12 miles or whatever. Because, yeah, like, you know, Jimmy Chin's kid is climbing the Grand Teton by the time she's seven, which is awesome. But they're letting her lead. I think when the child wants to go a little bit further, giving them the opportunity to be pushed 
but not pushing, giving them the opportunity for rest and giving them the opportunity to say, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I think is really good. I mean, there are times where I try to ask Wilder and then there are times where I just tell her like, hey, we're going to go do this hike. And generally she might complain about it the whole time there and then like getting her off the hike. Like we may not finish the hike. We may not hike the two miles or three miles or five miles that I was hoping to go, but we might spend two and a half hours playing fairies and looking at mushrooms and cool sticks and leaves. That's so cool. Do you play hot lava where you guys like walk on the logs? Yeah. I mean, I, we've been in so much hot lava. We've been in, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, and I think that's a really great point actually. Cause like letting them take the lead on that stuff. Right. And you get your imagination back. And so like the other day we're driving home from a little adventure and talking about what we wanted to do. And we said, Hey, what big adventure would you like to go on? And she said, I want to go to horse park. And we're like, what's horse park? And she goes, horse national park, where all the horses are. And so it would have been really easy to be like, well, there's no horse national park. But instead, we thought about it and we were like, where the hell is Horse National Park? And so, you know, here's the advantage of having a smartphone everywhere, although, you know, it has its own challenges. So we looked up horse, wild horses and national parks. And so next year, we are going to focus our big family vacation to one of the parks or areas in the country where there's wild horses. So we might go back out to Utah, um, Assateague Seashore, there's wild horses and Hawaii. So we're gonna try and figure that out of like, all right, here's the adventure you want. Like, we're gonna go do it. We're gonna let you lead on this. I love that Stacy came up with a creative way to support his daughter in her own wild idea. When kids see us going after big adventures, we're showing them that they can do the same. But sometimes, Pursuing wild ideas while parenting is easier said than done. When writer and professional ultra runner Katie Arnold had kids, she was worried that she might have to kiss her days of adventuring goodbye. Instead, Katie adopted a different, slightly unconventional mindset. My husband and I have been outdoor athletes like way before we had kids. And when we had kids, we just made kind of a sort of unspoken decision that we were going to just keep doing our lives the way we were doing them and bring them along. And what really helped, uh, not joking, like my older daughter, Pippa, was three days old and I went to my doctor for her like new baby checkup. You know, when you walk in and the, you're t like, you're afraid you're gonna, she's like a raisin and you're like going to break her on the way in and you come in and you like hold her out to the doctor <laughs> and you're sweaty, nervous and like, and he, you know, just looked at her and he was like, here's two pieces of advice. He's like, never look anything up on the Internet and take her everywhere with you. And I was like, even then in my adult, like sleep deprived, postpartum mess of a self, I was like, he just delivered the wisdom. Like, that's the blueprint for raising this baby. And of course, we already had the blueprint in our lives as being like river runners and hikers. We trekked in Nepal and, you know, lots of things. So like we had the foundation, but that was like permission to keep going with what we wanted. And early on, like we took our older daughter and actually our younger one too for their on their first river trip when they were 10 months old, which is kind of nuts. And I just remember getting there and being like, 
oh, my God, like, what are we doing? I mean, let's be real. We're five days out of cell range with a newborn, right? But we went with some friends who had raised their own kids on rivers. And so we had these good mentors, but we got to the put-in. And I'm having, like, a, I'm hyperventilating, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm the worst mother in the world. And there at the boat launch, just finishing, like, a three-day trip is a woman with, like, a baby exactly my daughter's age. And I was like, practically like falling on her with relief, like, oh my God, you did this too. Like, how was it? And she's like, well, this trip was great. She's like, this is his second river trip. And and I was like, I'm good. Okay. Like, I'm all right. I'm going to survive this. And I just remember looking at her and she was like super badass with like the river, you know, sandal tan. And like, she had this baby and I was like, okay, I can do this. But when I remember when we got back, people were critical and they're like, why would you take a baby down a river? Like, they'll never remember. And this is the big point. And I was like, they're not going to remember this river, but we're training ourselves as parents to take them out when it's hard and to do hard things. Like I changed so many diapers on the floor of a tent and like I would nurse my babies on the river so that it was like, you know, like the breast milk was like sandy and muddy, dirty because I was. And it was like you do that enough and you're like, okay, other things with raising kids that would seem hard no longer seem so hard, right? Like now I can get home and like, you know, wake up four times a night because I'm in my own bed. And so it moves the mark so that... Everything else feels easy in comparison, and you're just creating this life, this this expectation for yourselves as parents that you're going to keep doing these things, which isn't to say it's ever too late to start. I don't think so. I feel like any new parent or parent listening, you know, get your kids outside in any way you can and start whenever you can. But it's certainly it's been good for our family to start so young because our kids are just steeped in it. Like, that's just how we live. When kids are exposed to nature on a regular basis, they learn what to expect and what they can get excited about in the wild. Maybe they found a secret blackberry patch to explore, or maybe they'll get to practice skipping rocks on the river. Whatever it is, making the outdoors a part of their routine will foster a lifelong relationship with nature. Evelyn Escobar prioritizes taking her daughter hiking as much as possible. She's the founder of Hike Club, a national nonprofit that brings women of color together in the outdoors. When she became a mom, Evelyn quickly had to learn some tricks to make it easier to take her daughter with her on the trail. How has having a kid changed how you get outside or how you think about nature? I now have to prepare so much more to get outside with a child than I did before. And, you know, that's making sure... Like, we both have water, making sure I have the carrier, making sure that I have the sunblock, the sun hat, all of the things. You know, for me, it's so easy. I can, like, grab my fanny pack, put on my hiking shoes, get some water and go. But obviously for her, I want to make sure that she's having a comfortable experience because I also don't want to, like, traumatize her. And then she doesn't want to go out into nature because she's like, oh, my mom would always just, like, rush me out. And I never had fun or was comfortable. Um, So that is definitely key. But also... It looks so different. You know, she enjoys hiking. I mean, I hiked up until I was around eight months pregnant. So now, you know, having her earthside for almost two years now, she falls asleep in the carrier because that like familiarity of hiking and, and how my body rocks is like so comforting to her. So that, but also 
just sitting in the park and sitting on a blanket and taking off her little shoes and letting her run around in the grass so that she can get the effects of grounding, not even realizing that she's grounding in that moment. You know what I mean? She is just so naturally curious, which, you know, all kids are. She loves to get dirty. She loves animals. And I just continue to feed her experiences that will allow that curiosity to remain open, but also to allow her to feel comfortable in getting outside and really just trying to come from this place of openness and exploration and innate curiosity and following their lead, ultimately. When we come back, social worker and author Lindsay Concher will share her tangible tips for getting outside with kids. Adventuring outside with your kids can be hard, or at least that's what I hear. From packing all the right gear, to coaxing them into the car, to actually carrying all that gear with you, It's a lot. There are days it seems impossible to summon the energy to get out there. And then, even when you do make it to the trailhead or get everyone on their bike, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. There are often meltdowns, skin knees, and the inevitable, are we there yet? But the benefits of getting you and your family outside are well worth the effort. Lindsay Concher is the author of I Got 99 Coping Skills and Being a Bitch Ain't One a book about evidence-based techniques to help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. In order to take care of her own mental health, Lindsay makes it a point to take her kids outside on a regular basis. For her, a perfect day is spent out on the trail with her three-year-old daughter and six-month-old son. You're a parent, you talk to a lot of parents. What's your advice for staying active when you have kids? So really start small and set your expectations really, really, really low. And I don't mean that in like a cynical way. I mean that in like a just be realistic. The kids are unpredictable. Sometimes they wake up on the wrong side of the crib. Other days they wake up and they are just super joyful. And that is no indication of what a couple hours could look like for you, right? Everything is just very, it changes a lot with kids. And so I think having a lot of snacks for toddlers is great. If you are breastfeeding, I have breastfed on the trail many times, and you just have to kind of know that we might not get all three miles in today. We might get three minutes in and turn around, and that's okay. Go out and do it again. Okay, let's talk about that, the mindset and the expectations. Like, is there something you just say to yourself over and over again when you're going out with your kid so that you can manage those expectations? Because I get upset you know, just without kids, if I go out on a trail and something goes wrong, then if I have my, I have nieces and nephews, like, yeah. Is there something I can say to myself before I go, before moms, dads, uncles, aunts go out with kids? Yeah. Like we went out with Grammy and Papa the other week and my in-laws, my, my father-in-law was very much like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I just kind of looked at him and was like, you haven't been outside with toddlers lately, have you? Because there's no rushing them. Every leaf is cool. Every worm, every spider, every rock, everything is cool and new. And so, especially if you're going in the winter, I would say layer up because you are going to go a lot slower 
than you typically would on your own. It's not a power walk. You know, you are really, really taking in the nature. You're taking in the forest. You're doing it all very slowly. And sometimes that can be really frustrating because you do just want to move. And that's just not always the option. So you just have to go really, really slow. You're still moving, but just slowly. (laughs) I love that story. So do you have any other stories of how you adventure with your kids? Yeah, I'm in Minnesota and we love to go up to the North Shore. The Superior Hiking Trail is our is our favorite spot. Um, and so there was actually a time I went, it was just my daughter who was um, about one at the time. It was just the two of us girls trip and it was a seven mile trail. I started it with no water, which was really dumb. I also didn't bring any snacks for her. So she just had my my breasts for on the trail. And so I was just a very ambitious hike and I was not well prepared. We summited and I looked around was like, wow, this trail wasn't even that good. Like I was just really disappointed in the whole thing. And on the way back down, I literally was in tears because I just, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what we had done before. And on the way down, I literally was barely able to see, like, the roots that I was walking over and, like, all the different things because of my tears flooding my eyes. And I just kept saying to myself, you can go slow, but you can't stop. Out loud to myself in the woods saying, you can go slow, but you can't stop. Because if I stopped, I honestly don't know if we would have made it out. (laughs) Like, it was just, we just did it. And when we were done, it felt so good to have done it. And to go through a really bad hike and know we survived and we'll go back out tomorrow. Isn't that interesting that some of the best adventures are the ones that are kind of terrible? Yeah. So snacks, gear, like what has helped? What has made these trips a success? Um, Applesauce on the go. Any like easy to grab snacks like that that she can have that's also hydrating her, which is really, really helpful. Obviously bring water. That one... (laughs) that I talked about earlier. Don't do that. Um, Have extra water on hand. And also for layering, really, really important that like we always have a merino wool base layer. It's just really helpful. It's really breathable. And so she's always really comfortable. And then I would pack an extra pair of socks and like a nice solid pair of waterproof boots. But let's be honest, she sees a puddle that girl is going straight for it. Right. And so wet socks, nobody wants to walk in that for extra miles so you can always change it out and we make it happen. What's the biggest obstacle in adventuring with kids? Leaving the house. (laughs) Just leaving the house is sometimes, like I said, the mindset. It's like every time there's so many days I'm like, oh, we should get out. We should get out. We should get out. And I finally do it. I'm like, what took me so long? It feels so good to get out here. She loves it. I also have a three-month-old. He's great in the carrier and it's just once we are outside, we are so much happier. And it's like it's like when you go to work out and you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. And then you finally get there and you feel so good, right? It's like the same thing getting out on the trail. What about keeping kids engaged? Not every kid likes the outdoors right away. Although, I don't know. Let me take that back. I think most <laughs> kids like the outdoors. So how do you keep them engaged even if the hike is a little long? Yes. We have to sometimes entice my daughter like, hey, did you see that rock up there? Or look, like a lot of times we'll see those like tree fort kind of things as we, you know, people build or like the rock sculptures and things. So like, oh, do you see that? And so we do have to kind of like encourage her. And you can also do things like preemptively. So if you make like a scavenger hunt and you need to, 
you know, cross off the things on the on the list. If for younger kids, just use pictures and you can do different colors and different shapes and all sorts of things. So there's so much like book learning that you can actually do on the trail too. Like the outdoors teaches kids so much. And that's why I think it is something that every kid can get into and love. But if you don't love it yourself, that does rub off on them. So you have to kind of find the things that you enjoy so they can kind of pick up and catch some of that fun that you're feeling too. One of my favorite tips Lindsay mentioned in our conversation was to keep a list on your phone of moments when you felt like a badass. Maybe it was the first time your kid walked on a hike instead of being in their carrier. Or maybe you actually remembered to bring enough water and snacks for the whole family. Writing down those wins and revisiting them from time to time is a great way to motivate yourself to do it again. Thank you so much to all of our guests, old and new, for sharing your insights on parenting and getting outside. If you want to follow any of the guests you heard from in today's episode, you'll find all of their links in our show notes. Happy belated Mother's Day and happy early Father's Day to all the families out there. I hope your celebrations involve a little fresh air and some sunshine. As we enter into summer, we hope you and your kids can spend as much joyful time outside as possible. Wild Ideas Worth Living is part of the REI Podcast Network. It's hosted by me, Shelby Stanger, produced by Annie Fastler, Sylvia Thomas, and Sam Piers Nitzberg of Puddle Creative, and our senior producer is Jenny Barber. Our executive producers are Paolo Motola and Joe Crosby. As always, we love it when you follow the show, rate it, and review it wherever you listen. And remember, some of the best adventures happen when you follow your wildest ideas. And in this case, bring your kids along. <laughs> <laughs>